You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are back for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want you to hit that subscribe button. Yes. We first want to say thank you for listening, <laughs> right? But true, true. if you're on and listening, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you are following us wherever you are streaming this podcast. For those of you watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe hit that like button comment share do all of the things that help put this podcast out in front of more people to help more listeners get engaged with it and um, it lets us know that you are listening true very true so thank you for that guys and as always you know we're appreciative of everything that we do and your feedback and the likes to share the comments and all that other great stuff and especially on a beautiful day like today you know we have a very uh interesting topic yeah uh, to talk about i think uh, it's a good one because it does bring uh, to conversation um, something that I feel like we're called to do as Christians. Um, but maybe, I don't know, is is there a right or wrong way to do it? Is there a tact to it? Um, and should everybody be doing it? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I think that the example um, that hit the, the, um, the, the news lines recently um, also speaks about a little bit about um, when you don't know the full story type of situation, because yeah. um, then that also dictates the narrative and how you consume what actually happened. Uh, so why don't you just fill us in on what we're talking about, what happened, what went down? Yeah. So over Easter weekend, there was a viral video. Yeah. Right. That uh, was all over social media of a group of Christians on a plane. Mm-hmm. And we see in the footage, we see a man, you know, with a guitar in the aisle of the plane singing, how great is our God? While the plane Um, is in the air. While the plane's in the air, 30,000 feet in the air, (laughs) you know, and if, again, if you know, being up in an airplane, right, the noise, the engine, all of these different things, I don't know, but for me, I don't like to travel Mm. on airplane. I don't Mm. like, not like the best at, it's not my preferred way of traveling. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, Once I'm up there, I'm fine. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you're nervous. So uh, thinking about all of those different things and all the people on board, you know, you see different people um, in the video. There are people recording. Mm -hmm. There are people that have like a clear face, like they don't like what's happening. There are Mm -hmm. other people that are just like disinterested, like Mm -hmm. they're not even looking. Um, But it went very viral, not just because of um, this group of, you know, these group of people singing How Great Is Our God, but because of the divide that there was. In the mm-hmm. comments of people yeah. loving it mm-hmm. and people bashing it and hating it, having something to say. Yeah. And at first glance, when you read articles and when you see this story kind of pop up, um, they just explain it like that. Like they were just a group of people. They were coming from the Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. And serving at the Ukraine at the border and doing all those things. Yeah. And they were just on this plane singing, how great is our God? Mm-hmm. And they give you no other context. They give you no other information. And you kind of have to go and research to yeah. find out like, okay, who are these people? Who is this guy in the video? Oh, he has this ministry. Oh, this is what their ministry does. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what they were doing at the Ukraine. But at first glance, Mm. there were a lot of people that had issues i guess with this uh worship moment Mm -hmm. in public Mm -hmm. on a plane Mm -hmm. um of how great is our god yeah and i think initially especially with people not understanding 
the story, the backstory, or not taking the time to actually look it up, um, I think people are just going based off of annoyance. Like, I'm on a plane, so usually, if you time it right, the idea is you sleep on the plane so that when you land, you know, you have fun depending on what your destination is. Um, So I guess people are looking at it from that perspective of, listen, this is a plane. Like, I want to rest. I want to sit down. I want to watch my movie. I want to catch up on my show. We don't need you to sing up and down the aisle. What I did find interesting was um, that there were people that were also Christians that agreed with that sentiment of there's a time and a place. Like, what are you doing uh, on the airplane singing a worship song? going up and down the aisle with your little acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, that's their perspective, not mine. I'll give my, my perspective <laughs> later. Uh, but I think it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to criticize. It's very easy to see a situation um, and find the negativeness of it and be like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like weird. Like, who does yeah. that? Yeah, I think a lot of people on social media were saying that it seemed intrusive, yeah. that they weren't being respectful of the people on board, you mm-hmm. know, the noise pollution. They were saying just people that want to be on a flight and want to rest, yeah. you know, especially traveling, I guess, that long distance mm-hmm. as well. So there was a lot of that. Like, they weren't being considerate of people's emotions, of, you know, people and I guess what they were feeling at the moment, you yeah. know, being 30,000 feet in the air and hearing you just, you know, playing your guitar, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, upon further research, and before we kind of get into our thoughts about the whole yeah, thing yeah. i think it's important to give the full story yes. right yes um so this man that um is seen in the video and is also um i guess the one kind of responsible for putting the video out there um his name is jack jens jr he's the founder of a group called kingdom realm ministries mm-hmm. and he captioned the video saying jesus is taking over this flight yeah and you know a lot of the articles were saying that the details surrounding everything were unclear well this one youtuber um mm-hmm. his name is ruslan right he mm-hmm. reached out to this man you know for a statement like yeah. let us know give us context what was happening how did this all come about and he gave him kind of the full story Mm -hmm. that they were just coming from serving at the Ukraine. They were excited. They were hyped. And they had this idea to sing How Great Is Our God in the Flight. They spoke to all the people that they needed to speak to as Mm -hmm. far as getting permission. So they asked one of the stewardess, right? Mm -hmm. The flight attendants. They went and spoke to the pilot. The pilot agreed. So like all the workers and people were on board. They announced it before they started singing. Like letting everybody know this Mm -hmm. is what's about to go down. He said the song was about three to four minutes Mm. he said there were people that were touched on the flight there were people that took out their phones to record and that the intention behind it wasn't to cause a controversy Mm -hmm. or cause a stir or anything like that it was just a way that they were celebrating right the fact of you know that they just accomplished this mission and this task and everything that they set out to do So with that context, I think that can also change people's opinions. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something that they just did out of the blue. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something they did without permission. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something that they did just because they felt like doing it. They took the proper protocol and the steps to make sure they got everyone's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, at least the the workers right Mm -hmm. on board. And I mean, the pilot was on board. They announced it. So this wasn't something that was done that really was intrusive Mm -hmm. or interruptive and also wasn't something that, again, they just did on the whim. Yeah. With no planning. Mm -hmm. It wasn't random. And it wasn't anything that was going to like threaten people on board or get them kicked out or make people (laughs) nervous. Right. It wasn't anything like that at all. And I think that's important when looking at this story. Yes. Because, again, it changes the whole thing. Because I think where this can become problematic is when 
there is no context mm -hmm. when people are really unsure what you're doing, mm -hmm. when they feel threatened, mm -hmm. when they don't feel safe, yeah. when, you know, you are acting like you're, you know, at your church and the way you would be ministering at your church, you're yeah. doing this in public on a plane, mm -hmm. 30,000 feet in the air, mm -hmm. you know? So I think there are a bunch of little things that we're going to talk about that yeah. this can be a problematic situation if not done correctly. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's it's very leveled in, you know, the different perspectives and aspects in which you can um, decide to, you know, dissect. Because if we're looking at from the perspective of, you know, when we when you go out to minister in public, do you need to go through all the protocols? You know, so if you're deciding to go to a park, you know, you want to do like some outside, you know, three minute jam session, maybe all acoustic or whatever. It, do you have to go and contact the park and visit the town and get a permit and do all this stuff or whatever? Or it's because it's something that you're like, oh, it's just a very quick, you know, spontaneous little thing. You know, let's just go out there and do it. Yeah. You know, if you arrive at the park, you know, do you have to ask permission to everyone there first before you even, you know? So I think that it's it's a little wishy washy in the sense that there are moments where, especially. I mean, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who is feeling God led to do something. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know what? I feel from God to do this. So I'm just going to do it. You know, I, I feel from God to go to the park or whatever and to just stand by your treats, grab my guitar, do this, that and the third or whatever. You know, I'm from the city. So you see that all the time on street corners. You see that in train stations. You see that on the actual train, you know, where people are just either preaching or they're singing or they're playing their instruments and stuff. Both, you know christian people and people just randomly like just doing random stuff on the train and i think that when you're from that culture when you know as a new yorker it's kind of like background noise really you yeah. know it's kind of something that doesn't annoy most people um but there are people that will get annoyed and they'll get annoyed because they think it's an inconvenience because of sound or because they're not in agreement with what they're saying or in agreement with what they're speaking um so i think it, it's a little it's 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 a little interesting because I do think that there is a level of wisdom that needs to be used when doing certain things. Um, I think that a location like the plane, I think they chose the right method in speaking with everyone, speaking to the stewardess, speaking yeah. to the flight attendant, speaking to the pilot, because you're not on ground. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Right. You are in the air and yeah. you don't know, you know, what could happen if you just, especially given that they were coming from Ukraine. So people's emotionally may be feeling a certain type of way spiritually. You don't know if everyone on that plane, I don't know, maybe they were, were all people that believed in God, um, you know, so anything could have happened because also then you take into consideration the idea that, you know, if you're someone who is Christian and you are singing and you're singing something to God as a form worship so then you are in agreement that there is a spiritual world and if there is a spiritual world where there is a god then you know that there is a devil and that there are demons and there's this and the third yeah so are you prepared to battle demons thirty thousand feet in the air right. you know that's a whole other right. uh bag of chips i don't know i think it's there's a lot yeah. there's a yeah, lot there's a lot i, I you think can say like you said you know considering all the people on board who may not yeah. be christian who may not you know have any type of faith background whose emotions are high mm -hmm. people that want to just sleep people who've had you know crazy experiences and the type of you know surrounding this time everything that's happening over there yeah people that just you know are just not in the mood for a situation like this right yeah. so you almost have to be prepared for all of those things but again it was a three to four minutes performance yep. you know they got all the permissions that were necessary but again 
you know, that is the way you do things. You have to kind of make mm -hmm. sure, you know, again, all right, if we're going to do this here, let's make sure everyone that should know about it knows about it. Let's make sure if we're going to sing a song, we're not here for nine and a half minutes. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's give the condensed version. Let's make sure that we're representing ourselves well, but also yes. Christ. Ultimately, yeah. we're representing God, but other Christians. Yeah. And I think, you know, there is this thing that Christians are crazy, mm -hmm. that Christians, you know, that they do weird things. And we can kind of develop this rap, a reputation of not being, you know, the most, I guess you can say, tactful uh, yeah tactful or yeah. human or all there yeah, you know yeah. and you know able to perceive you know social cues and all these stuff and mm -hmm. and we sometimes get that rap of of being weird and mm -hmm. being crazy so when we see situations of people who are very passionate mm -hmm. to want to share the gospel or have this excitement to want to go out there mm -hmm. you know even with all that passion and excitement, it needs its place. Yes. Right. And you need to be careful in how mm -hmm. you go about doing these things. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago when we went to the Dominican Republic on a missions trip, we went to this one spot outside, um, you know, and this was it was El Malecón in mm -hmm. DR. So it was like mm -hmm. an outdoor place where, mm -hmm. you know, it's not very Christian like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's loud music and, you know, people drinking and dancing and all like types of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like very nightlife. Mm -hmm. And we, it was late after service. And we stopped by because it's all outside in mm -hmm. the open. And, you know, we were talking amongst ourselves and, you know, we were a, a pantomime group, How Ministries at the time. And we were like, we should do something here. Let's mm -hmm. ask if we can put on a song. And, you know, it was a Christian song. It was very it was nothing like what they were playing. But we were like, this would be really cool. A cool moment. We went. We spoke to the DJ. The DJ was like, oh, this is great. Whatever. Played our song. We basically not interrupted, but we interrupted their little dancing yeah. set and their, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, moment. And we did this outside, this mm -hmm. whole, you know, four and a half minute performance or whatever. And after that, that's it. It was on. They played the next song and mm -hmm. we kind of, you know, left. Mm -hmm. But we did see as we were doing it, it's an experience that I'll never forget. We did see people's reactions mm -hmm. and we did see that there were individuals there who were touched by this, mm -hmm. who were blessed by it. Mm -hmm. And again, it was done in the right way. You mm -hmm. know, we didn't just walk in with our own radio, with our own speaker, start <laughs> playing it to yeah. try to say like, you know, our light is going to drive out the darkness. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> you guys are not doing what you're supposed to yeah, do. Like yeah. we did it in a way where yeah. the message was received. Yeah. And that is where you have to be careful. You want to make sure that in whatever you do, your message is actually received. Yes. And it's not, you know, uh, distracted by yeah. the the way you're doing it, the yeah. abruptness, the way yeah. you're interrupting things, the way you're yelling and screaming mm -hmm. and getting at people. You know what I mean? A lot of times the people that we witness to or the people mm -hmm. that we evangelize to, they know they're messed up. Yeah. They know they don't have their life together. Yeah. And you coming in to let them know these things, a mm -hmm. lot of times it's not going to be received well. Yeah. You know? So again, I think about when we were in Guatemala and even mm -hmm. when you went on that trip, yeah. how we went in public parks and mm -hmm. we brought, you know, a speaker and different things like that. And, you know, we did our thing mm -hmm. and people came, they watched, some people just kept going. Some people, you know, would stop and talk to us and others would just look for a little bit and then keep it moving. But we yeah. were respectful with everyone's space, Yeah, you know? And then I remember this other time here in New York, mm -hmm. which makes, you know, it's a complete opposite experience, right? 
where we get to this spot near Central Park, I believe it mm-hmm. was, and we had our speaker and we were super excited to go. And I remember there was this dance group that was there. And apparently this dance group was always there around this time to mm-hmm. do their performances. And I remember like them feeling mm-hmm. like, again, you're interrupting mm-hmm. what we always do. This is our spot. This is our area. And there mm-hmm. was a lot of tension that was created at first mm-hmm. and i remember it was like guys i think it's wise that we just not stay here let's mm-hmm. pick another spot you know mm-hmm. again we could have taken the route saying like we came god told us to do this god brought <laughs> us here and god is going to minister to you <laughs> and this is the enemy and we rebuke yeah. him at this moment like yeah, you know we yeah. didn't do all of that yes right sometimes in order for the message to be received you have mm-hmm. to be wise and know when it's okay to respond and react yeah. and when it's not no, absolutely. And I think that just feeling the calling from God, like, oh, God is calling me to go to West 53rd and 6th is not good enough, you know, because you have to understand that you are not only representing yourself, you're representing hopefully your church. You're part of a local church. <laughs> you're not just yeah. randomly going to street corners, um, but then you're also representing God and the body of Christ. So, number one, you have to make sure you're prepared. Don't put yourself out there to sing a song or to play an instrument or to preach and you sound and look crazy because off the bat you already just lost everybody's attention yeah the other thing is also being wise to understand like you said the social cues what's going on around you are people receiving it are people not receiving it there are moments where you know you may feel like you know what god put me here it's a spiritual battle we gotta you know fight through okay but then there's other moments where it's like dude you're the one that's wrong you're in the wrong place it's the wrong time you shouldn't even be here doing this you know and i think that that's the balance that as christians we have to kind of figure out I think the other thing is, are you talented? You know, are you going to go on a street corner to sing and you don't even know how to sing? Are you going to go on a street corner to preach and you don't know how to even speak? And I know that in the Christian world, we're, we're very like, no, you just got to go out there and do it. Just do it. Don't worry. God is going to guide you. Yes, but no. <laughs> right. you know, really, you need to be mentored. Really, you need to, you know, workshop that in your own church. Because if you don't even preach or sing in your own church, how are you going out in public to do these things, right. you know? And also with that, a different type of preparation as well, which is what you touched on earlier, is yeah. the spiritual aspect of yes. things and the social aspect of things. Yes. Are you able to have a simple conversation with someone to engage yes. them? Are you able to, you know, defend what you're saying with actual scripture? Yeah, yeah Do you yeah. know the Bible enough to defend that you're saying that Jesus is God and yes. that there's a trinity and that he's coming back for his people? Yeah. If someone were to come and ask you and have some questions for you, yeah. are you prepared? to answer yeah no and you also need to know and it was funny because when you were saying that it reminded me there was this one service in my old church we did an outside service and i had to preach for that outside service um and it's the idea of first of all you get nervous for preaching inside second of all when you're put outside to preach there are different factors that you need to take into consideration which is general public you know there's a difference between the dynamic of someone inside of a church and understanding this is what they went there for so they know to sit there and just receive the word versus random people that feel like you're in my space first of all so then maybe there's like a heckling situation like a back and forth conversation or third like i remember this one person came there were homeless person that came for prayer whatever you prayed for them um but then they're like yeah can you give me five dollars like right in front of everybody do you have the wisdom to now navigate that and move that person to the side and address that situation differently or you're like nah that's not what we're here for and then you like crush their spirit or you make them look stupid in front of everybody you know there are different there's different things that you have to really know and understand how to navigate because when you put yourself in a situation like that to be in public 
you have to understand that it's not that I'm just going there to sing or I'm just going there to preach or I'm just going there to play my instrument. You need to understand somebody may come to you and challenge you on your faith. You need to understand somebody may come to you and ask you to pray for them. Somebody may come to you and just ask you, like, why do you believe this? Like, are yeah. you ready to have those conversations? Can you defend yourself? Does that mean that you need to go to theology school? Not necessarily. You don't have to go to theology school. But do you know, do you even understand the faith that you stand on? You yeah. know, these are things that, you know, and, and you can't go to people because nine times out of ten someone who's going to question you or someone that's going to ask you things or whatever is not a random joe schmo that doesn't understand like they know so they'll come at you with rebuttals they'll come at you with real questions that you really have to know what you're talking about and now they're going to be like you're a joke like, yeah go go play this somewhere else like what are you doing yeah and it's important to also understand your location mm -hmm. right and where you're doing this at yeah so whenever we went on missions trips right and it's funny because this conversation is very close to you know, um, missions trips because it, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. this idea that whenever we would go to a mission, um, a location, we would kind of talk about the culture and talk yes. to people who were there and who were involved and who knew the interactions and, you know, try to stay away from these type of songs or music. They won't get it. They won't mm. catch on. You know, these are some social cues. These are, you know, they don't really do handshakes. They do this instead. And all of those things. Well, if you're here in your local town, city, whatever, doing this, there are rules that you should be aware of. Yes. For instance, even in our church, we could have service inside. Mm -hmm. The minute we want to take our service and do it in our parking lot, that's mm -hmm. in our property, we cannot do it. We are breaking the rules mm -hmm. of our town. Mm -hmm. So if police were to Especially come. Especially after a certain time. Yes. If police were to come, right, and, you know, tell us that we need to stop and shut us down, they have the right to do so. Mm. So now in that moment, us knowing this, but we say, but God wants us to be outside and it's <laughs> 1130 at night and mm. we're banging and we have full instruments, banging <laughs> drums and guitars and yeah, amps yeah. and all these different things. But we're saying God is moving yeah. and the spirit of God is here, officer, and you're breaking all the rules yeah. and they still decide to shut you shut it down and all mm -hmm. that. You can't be upset at that. Mm. And you can't look at it now as persecution. Mm. You're not being persecuted, my friend. You're not following the rules. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be aware of these things when you go and, you know, want to be venturous mm. and go and take your guitar and go sing. Mm. You know, you may be able to go take your guitar and sing on a street corner, random street corner, and it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But the minute you have a speaker mm -hmm. and an amp connected to your guitar, that's a problem. Yeah. So now you can't be upset when the officer comes up to you and says, you can't have this on right now mm -hmm. because, you know, it's against the rule and it's mm -hmm. against a certain time. You can't be upset at that. Yeah. You should know that. Right. Yes. So there takes a certain level of preparation, wisdom, and being aware of the territory you are entering. Mm. Because a lot of times our intention isn't enough. So we don't want these things to happen. Mm. We don't want to cause, you know, chaos and we don't want to cause disruption. But a lot of times, you know, if we're not aware, if we don't plan accordingly, that's what we end up doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, you know, it's there's a lot because then. I think of two things. One is that really, really, if we get down to it, you are your job is to go create a disruption, you know, and this is right. the spiritual disruption um, yes. Jesus scenario that we're talking about, <laughs> which is that you're putting yourself in a situation where that is not the culture or that's not what's right. moving in the spiritual realm in that area. So when you go there, you're really going there to disrupt that. But it's through the wisdom, number one, and also through the spirit of God. You know, it's not you acting reckless, talking about ah, I'm a child of God and you just laying hands on random people. Yeah. You know, there's a way to do things, um, you know, and then the other thing as well is that 
that, you know, there are exceptions to the rules and there are exceptions Absolutely. to everything that we're speaking about, you know, because I remember during um, especially the height of the pandemic and the lockdown, there was like a lot of revival movements happening and people holding like outside services and stuff when churches were supposed to be closed. And, you know, they really fell from God to go ahead and do that. And they did have moments where police um, came and there were times where people got shut down and then there were other times where the police joined them. You know, everything varies and is different, especially depending on whether or not this is something that's led by God. So even if you're being led by God to do something, understand that because you're causing that spiritual disruption in that area, you may get law enforcement showing up or you may right. get a neighbor that comes and is upset or stuff like that, because now we're speaking about disruptive in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is also important for people to understand is what you do before and after you do your performance. Yes. Right. So that means that if you're going out in public to preach or you're going out in public to sing or to minister, whatever it is, you know, what were you doing five minutes before you started talking? What are you doing the minute that you stop your song set? Because I've been in places where, you know, I'm on the train and there's like a random group of young people acting a fool, being real crazy, being very young in that sense. Uh, but then all of a sudden they want to have a serious, spiritual, spontaneous moment. Nobody is looking at you seriously because five minutes ago, you guys were acting crazy. You guys were acting reckless. And now all of a sudden you want the, the perspective of how people are looking at you to shift and take you as these serious ministers. You know, you have to be very careful with that. You know, if you're presenting yourself in a certain place, make sure that the person that you're projecting to be or you want to be received as is what you look like when you get there is, is what you look like when you leave. Yeah, I agree. And I just think, again, there's a difference between a disruption that's coming from, you know, the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there is the difference when it's a disruption that you cause. Yeah. You know, because, um, again, every circumstance is so different where you can have, you know, disruptions happen within the church, mm -hmm. you know, and it could be, again, the enemy trying to confuse and distract and the mm -hmm. enemy trying to do certain things. And then you have individuals who do everything right. They're following yeah. all the rules and organizations following all the rules, but there's always that neighbor. There's always <laughs> that person. There's yeah. always a group of people who will have an issue. Mm -hmm. Right. And I believe in those circumstances because God graced you for this mm -hmm. and because God led you to do this, he will be with you every step of the way. Yeah. Right. And he will give people the wisdom, the clarity on how to deal and navigate with those situations. Mm -hmm. But when you, throw yourself out there right um to do these things i think that's where you have to be careful yeah and make sure that it really is god leading you because yeah. ultimately our job is to go into all the world mm -hmm. that is our job so mm -hmm. when we see these individuals whether they're on planes on buses on subways doing these things that should inspire us and yeah. move us yeah. to want to do that, right? And be Absolutely. a part of movements like that and want to be, you know, bold enough to share our faith and share what God has done in our life, mm. you know? But it doesn't give us a license or a pass to just go around disrupting everyone's life mm. to let them know about what God has done in our life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you have to be wise. Yeah. You have to be, um, you know, just... Uh, smart enough in, in a way to how to engage in a conversation. Maybe it's a conversation you need to have first, yeah. you know, and oftentimes on social media, you'll see individuals who it's clear that they have a passion. They have, you know, a drive to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
you just wonder how effective it truly is mm -hmm. because of all those external things. Yeah. Are people looking at you like you're this crazy person? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's like they may look at you that way because they just don't know any better. Yeah. Right. And you know what? It is crazy sometimes to believe in a God that we don't see, mm -hmm. to believe in a God that we can't touch. Right. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. But again, it's everything outside of that. How yeah. are you carrying yourself? How are you engaging in this moment? Yeah. Are you able to really connect with the individuals mm -hmm. or are you speaking or performing or playing in such a way where people are more turned off by mm -hmm. what you're doing? Yeah. I think, you know, I think also as Christians is our responsibility to not be judgmental. Yeah. Uh, because I think that there's different flavors for everybody. Um, so what I mean by that is, is that me personally, I may not, I may not enjoy having someone randomly on a street corner screaming or what I what I perceive as screaming. Maybe right. they have a really loud microphone. Maybe they have a megaphone. Maybe they have a whole bunch of stuff or whatever. And I'm like, why is he like yelling? Yeah, like, that's not to me. That's not anything like that to me that that I wouldn't receive that well. But there are people that actually receive that well. You know, whether it's a majority, whether it's a minority, doesn't matter because the point is at the end of the day, there are people that receive that well. Same way that you have people that really like the acoustic vibe or whatever is something that really ministers to them yeah. and it really like takes them to a place. There's other people that don't like that. So then maybe you need a little rowdy band full electric guitar situation uh, to happen. So then that's when I think that us as believers, it is then our responsibility that when we see certain things to be really connected to the spirit and to be able to understand like, all right, is am I turning? off by this or am i um not really enjoying this because it is not the way i would like to be ministered to or is it because not nah, this is really off like this is yeah like they need to be shut down yeah you know you have to be conscious of that because you don't want to sit there judging other people on how god is using them to minister to the masses because that's not your style yeah and i think it's it's important to remember that because i remember listening to uh this preacher that was talking about you know i guess his life before um, you know, serving the Lord and yeah. how there was this one moment that he was real low in his life and really going through it. And he said that he was in his apartment in the city and had the windows open. Yeah. And he said that all of a sudden he starts hearing like from a megaphone, like someone start like screaming and yelling, <laughs> but they're preaching in yeah, the street yeah. corner. And he said it was everything that he needed to hear in that moment. Mm. So his come to Jesus moment was in his room, listening to someone maybe down the block or a few blocks away yeah. blaring on a megaphone yeah, and yeah. that was his come to jesus moment in his house that he knew like i need i need the lord yeah. i need god in my life yeah. now for those individuals who were around him you know around the person <laughs> screaming yeah. and blaring this they probably yeah. were not his fan they probably yes. did not like him at that Very moment true. or were annoyed yeah. yet he probably till this day doesn't know that there was someone blocks away yeah, that was it. going through a crisis, yeah, yeah. going through something that heard this and was ministered to by it. Yeah. You know? And, you know, that reminds me of like when music genres change in the Christian realm. I remember, you know, years ago um, when reggaeton became a thing in the Christian atmosphere, it was like reggaeton is el diablo. Reggaeton is the right. worst thing. That's the devil's music. That's the devil's sound and all that stuff or whatever. Um, and we see that every generation, there's a, there's a new wave, there's a new sound of music that the old folk, you know, feel a certain type of way about. Um, but I remember that when you start to listen to the testimonies of the people, they were like, yeah, I used to go clubbing and that's the type of music I like. I like reggaeton and all that stuff because that Christian stuff that y'all were listening to, that worship old school 1973 stuff is not what was vibing with me. Then they hear a redimir 
Unidos, for example, Alex Urdo, whoever, that is all of a sudden like pumping out this music that is in the style that they enjoy. Now they're open to receive the message behind the lyrics and what they're trying to say. Yeah. So, you know, those are the different things that we really have to be mindful of as well, which is that, you know, it's. It may not be your cup of tea, but if it's somebody else's cup of tea and that's what God has to use to minister to them, then don't be the stumbling block yeah. to this person who God is trying to use to yeah. minister to others. And God is using Redimidos to speak to a certain group of people. Yeah. God is using Alex Uldo. God is using Christine DeClario. Yeah, completely yeah. different types of genres of music, right? Yeah. But they have their people, right, mm -hmm. that they're ministering to. Yeah. And, you know, I believe also it's important to just recognize that even in our lives that, you know, there are different ways that we can evangelize and different mm. ways that we can reach people. For some people, that is going in a street corner with the megaphone. Yeah. For others, that is bringing their guitar to, you know, a, a park and playing outside. <laughs> For other people, it's doing an open mic night and, you know, presenting their song, their poetry or something at an open mic night, right? Mm. There's so many different ways that we can reach people, yeah. right? And I think the crux of the conversation is making sure that in whatever way, whatever avenue, mm. we are, you know, trying to reach individuals and share the gospel with them that we are doing it under the guidance and direction of God's spirit yeah that we are being led by him yeah you know because even when we are led by him and even when you know we have his spirit with us and his anointing and all of these things and we're called to do this there will always be problems yes there will always be situations we have to navigate there mm. will always be attacks of the enemy yeah. so imagine even with God on our side mm -hmm. and being obedient, mm -hmm. there are moments where we're mm -hmm. like, what do I do? Oh my goodness, what do I do? <laughs> Jesus help me, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine when you move without that. Yeah. Imagine when you move without that guidance and just because again, you have a passion and mm -hmm. you have a zeal and you have this energy mm -hmm. that is not properly situated in your yeah. life, you just go out there and you know, it could be an experience that messes you up, True. you know, that can you know discourage you mm -hmm. that can make you take steps backwards it could be an experience that messes someone else up yes you know maybe they really didn't need to hear at this moment that they were going to hell mm -hmm. maybe they did not hear need to hear at this moment that you know if they kept on doing what they were doing that mm -hmm. the enemy was going to snatch their soul and drag them to the pit of hell and there was a lake of fire waiting for, like they didn't need to hear that at that mm -hmm. moment but that was what you were ranting mm -hmm. about you know, mm -hmm. so you just have to be careful and really know if God is leading you to do something, you have to trust that he will provide what you need, yes. that he'll give you the right words, yeah. that the right people will hear your message. And yeah. if there is a disruption and if there is a spiritual attack and spiritual warfare that will always take place, you have to believe that you are equipped to handle it Yeah, and pray for that wisdom and guidance and just say, God, like really help me uh, navigate these situations yeah. and also connecting with other people who may do this. Mm -hmm. There may be people who have been doing this for 30 years. They've been doing street ministry almost all their life yeah. and they know the ins and outs. They know they have tips. They can share things with you, mm -hmm. you know, so really connecting with those individuals as well who um, love to do this yeah. and have done it effectively. Yeah. You know, and I think the message, you know, I think every message, I look at it also as, you know, different flavors of, you know, evangelism. You know, there may be a time where you have to do preaching of repentance. You have to do a preaching of redemption. You have to do a preaching of God's love. You have to do a uh, preaching of Jesus to sacrifice. Like there's so many different layers uh, to it as well. Um, and that's why I think it's important to be sensitive to the spirit yeah. because you may have went there with the intention to preach of God, you know, of repentance, like whatever, but really the people that are there really need an example or need to be spoken about God's love. You yeah. know, what does it really, really mean to be loved 
by Christ? What does the sacrifice say? And then the other way around, you may have went with that idea, but in reality, the people there need to understand redemption. Like, it is okay that you messed up, you know, but right now God is giving you an opportunity. Like, do you have to be really aware of all those things? Yeah. And it's the same thing when you preach in your church. You maybe spent the last two weeks preparing a message, and when you got there and you felt it in your spirit that, wait, something is up in this, you know, something's up in the spiritual atmosphere, you know, I may need to shift this, shift it. Yeah. You know, you have to be open to those things. It didn't matter that you prepare for two weeks. You know, what happened is that maybe there was someone that arrived that they weren't supposed to be there that day. And all of a sudden, God made the way and now they're there. So now it's your responsibility to bring the word to them the way that they need to receive it so that they walk away with a little bit of more of Jesus in their heart. Yeah. Um, you know, and those are all things that are difficult. Uh, sounds easy. It sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to switch it. Let's go to Corinthians 13 right. uh, verses one through four. Like you, not everybody has the flexibility yeah. or spiritual dexterity to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this famous quote. It says, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah. Right. And um, a lot of people were using that under this Twitter thread. Mm. Uh under this viral video that we mm -hmm. talked about earlier, um, basically saying like, you know, you didn't have to do all of this. This is mm -hmm. too much. Right. And mm -hmm. someone literally put as a believer and a Christian, please don't do this. Yeah, right. Like that. there are people that <laughs> have so feelings about this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to that quote about mm -hmm. preaching the gospel and if necessary, use words, mm -hmm. there are moments you will have to use words. Yes. You will have to speak. That yeah. is how we communicate. But mm -hmm. oftentimes I think what this quote is talking about is the fact that your life is ultimately mm -hmm. a testimony. Mm -hmm. There are people that see you day in and day out. They interact with you at your work, at your job, at your school, at your church and, you know, the gym. Mm -hmm. They interact with you. What are they seeing when they engage with you? Yeah. You know, what life are you portraying to them? What is your lifestyle? So when it comes to that quote, I think that's what. Uh, you know, the intent of that quote was there are many times we worry about the, using the right words and speaking to people. And how do I say this? How do I communicate that? When oftentimes it's really your life that people are looking at mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. So you can talk to them all day and night about the gospel. But if your life isn't portraying that or if you just aren't a nice person, if you don't say good morning to them in the morning, if you just, you know, you pass by them and you don't even say hello, but then you want to invite them to a church service. It's like, you know, again, the gospel is much more than you know, all of that. It's your life. It's how you portray Jesus. It's how you represent Jesus in your life in the little interactions that you have in your day-to-day mm. -day life. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the moment you're at church preaching. It's not when you're in the street corner. It's not when you are, you know, with your guitar or your instrument outside in a park and evangelizing. It's your life that yeah. everyone sees day in and day out. How are you representing him? Yeah, you know, and it, through the whole conversation, even before we started speaking, I kept thinking about the scripture that's in 2 Timothy uh, 4, um, and I had to pull it out my phone because I'm Spanish. I know my Bible in Spanish. <laughs> like, How do you say that in English? Um, and so 2 Timothy 4 says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready season. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort, and with long suffering and teaching. So it covers all the gambits of yeah. what we're supposed to be doing and yes there are opportunities that will arise um where maybe it wasn't planned that you were going to sing or preach or speak or do whatever um but through it all the importance is to be connected and to be wise and to really understand that what you're doing is not about you it's about who you're trying to get christ to
Yeah, so shout out to that group, right, yeah. that uh, created this moment because I think it sparked conversation for a yes. lot of individuals. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be those people who don't agree, who don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's always going right? to happen. But when you do things the right way, yeah. you know, and I'm glad um, that, you know, Ruslan, the, that YouTuber, did that because, again, sometimes we need that context to the story. Yes. There's always more to the story. True. And given the context of that, you know, situation, they did what was right. Yeah. You know, so um, I think uh, that should be an encouragement to us, an inspiration to us to when we have that goal, that mm. vision or that idea to execute it in the best way possible yeah. in the right way. Yeah. And you know what? We encourage everyone like this summer seems to be the summer where everybody's like free, free at last. We're going right. to do whatever we want. Try to, you know put some like really smart wisdomful evangelism yeah um out there because it's true at the end of the day that's what we're called to do um and being you know only speaking about god in the four walls of your church is not good enough uh, so if you want to go out there and you want to do something creative and you want to do something impactful by all means go ahead and do it but be sure to use wisdom to be guided by god and to give your best yes definitely so thank you so much for tuning into this conversation today on the god life culture podcast be sure to follow us on social media yes. at god life culture podcast we are on instagram and facebook follow us or find us on youtube at god life culture podcast subscribe to us there if you are listening to us you can check out the visual on youtube as well thank you so much to all of our new listeners and Ooh. all of you who are joining us on this journey yes. we are excited to have you with us yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the, this latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye